When I was in college, I spent a summer in Ecuador volunteering as an English teacher in Quito. This trend of more privileged folks, that would be me, combining international travel with volunteering is so common that it has a name, voluntourism. Voluntourists are well-meaning, passionate people who want to make a difference in the world. But there can also be problems when people from countries with money drop into poorer places with the goal to help the locals. This dynamic brings up issues of power and who really benefits from volunteer labor. It's also complicated by how volunteers can sometimes use their do-gooderness as a little more than a photo op, posing with orphans, for example, to show off their altruism on Facebook. Journalist and attorney Rafia Zukaria explores these issues in an essay called The White Tourist's Burden that was originally published on Al Jazeera. Here, she reads it for propaganda. My friend Jack likes to tell his favorite story about a summer he spent volunteering in Colombia. He recounts that story any time he's handed the opportunity, at parties, lunch meetings, and airports. He highlights varying facets of the story on different occasions. The snake he found in his tent, his camaraderie with the locals, and his skills at haggling. The message to his audience is clear. I chose hardship and survived it. If designer clothes and fancy cars signal material status, his story of a deliberate embrace of poverty and its discomforts signals superiority of character. As summer looms, many Americans college students, retirees, and others who stand at the cusp of life changes will make similar choices in search of transformational experiences. An industry exists to make these easier to make. The volunteerism business. A volunteerist is someone like Jack, who wishes to combine exotic vacation travel with volunteer work. Volunteer tourists can build schools in Uganda, houses in Haiti, or hug orphans in Bali. In all of these situations, the operational equation is the same. Wealthy Westerners can do a little good, experience something that their affluent lives do not offer, and as in Jack's case, have a story to tell that places them in the ranks of the kind-hearted and worldly wise. As admirably altruistic as it sounds, there is a problem with volunteerism. The singular focus on the volunteer's quest for an experience, rather than the recipient community's actual needs. There is a cost associated with such an endeavor. 2010 report by the Human Sciences Research Council, based in Pretoria, South Africa, analyzed the thriving AIDS orphan tourism business in that country. Under this program, well-to-do tourists signed up to build schools, clean houses, and restore riverbanks, and acted as caregivers to AIDS orphans for a few weeks. The orphans' conditions were effectively transformed into a boutique package in which saving them yields profits from tourists. But the report discussed how foreigners' ability to pay for the privilege of volunteering crowded out local workers 
who could have been paid to do the same work. Dorinda Elliott, a contributing editor at the Condé Nast Traveler website, wrote about a failed volunteerism project in Haiti. Dorinda's article details how a set of houses built by an American church never ended up helping the people it was supposed to help. Buoyed by the imagined nobility of their endeavor, the builders failed to consider the needs of the would-be inhabitants. The uneducated families that moved into the houses lacked professional skills and employment to improve their conditions and continued to beg for food long after the tourists had left. Community-directed approach instead of a tourist-determined one would have invested in helping the families develop skills necessary to tackle their primary need, poverty. Typically, other people's problems seem simpler, uncomplicated, and easier to solve than those of one's own society. In this context, the decontextualized hunger and homelessness in Haiti, Cambodia, or Vietnam is an easy moral choice. Unlike the problems of other distant societies, the failing inner city schools in Chicago or the haplessness of those living on the fringes in Detroit is connected to a larger political narrative. Simple terms, the lack of knowledge of other cultures makes them seem easier to help. This imagined simplicity of other people's problems presents a contrast to the intangible burdens of post-industrial societies. Western nations are full of well-fed individuals plagued by less explicit hardships, like the disintegration of communities. The burdens of manic consumption are not as easily pitied as crumbling shanties and begging babies. Against this landscape, volunteerism presents an escape, a rare encounter with an authenticity sorely missed, hardship palpably and physically felt for a small price. Despite its flaws, the educational aspect of volunteerism's cross-cultural exchange must be saved, made better instead of being rejected completely. Natalie Jessianka, a columnist at the Daily Muse, offers future volunteers some direction on making a real impact on their trips. She emphasizes the need for the volunteer to adapt to the culture, to be flexible, relevant, and realistic. In addition to fostering mutual understanding, this would create less domineering, non-judgmental volunteers who are not obsessed with the pursuit of the emotional highs and the photo ops of the altruism they paid for. It would also enable the dislocation of the stereotype that finds need and want in other and exotic places by revealing the same dimensions within their own locales and the connections between the marginalized of here and the excluded of there. If Jack and other volunteers could do such simple due diligence, their efforts would be more meaningful beyond good party stories and Facebook profile pictures. And more important, promote a more robust global interconnectedness than what exists today.
That essay by Rafia Zukaria was originally published at Al Jazeera. Rafia is a columnist for Dawn Pakistan in the Read Other Women series at Boston Review. She sits on the jury of the Rusty Radiator Awards that protest the use of stereotypes in humanitarian and development work. 